Welcome to Let Go, Lean In, my podcast designed with transformational leaders like you in mind. I'm Lise Lewis, your transformational leadership coach. In each episode, you'll find help growing awareness of your mindset as a leader, be equipped with a tool to let go of unrealistic expectations and self-limiting beliefs that get in the way of your one precious life. My goal is for you to thrive as you lean in toward the leadership call God has put on your life. Join me and other leaders as we let go and lean in together. Well, welcome to season three of Let Go Lean In podcast. I'm so excited to begin this third season with you right at the end of the spring break and looking forward to all the growing that is going on outdoors and hopefully in your own mind and heart. My whole purpose of having this particular podcast is to help you see yourself as a transformational leader. And again, you may not have leader in the title of what you do on a day-to-day basis. However, if you recognize that you bear the Imago Dei, Latin for the image of God, then you have the fingerprints of leadership wired into your system. How you show that, how you bear that to the world is going to look unique because so are you. And in this particular season of Let Go Lean In, I'm going to focus some time on the Enneagram and leadership. Way back in episode 24, I talked with you about six different aspects of leading yourself well. And right in the middle of those six is equipping yourself with tools so that you can continue learning and growing and developing your leadership skills. The Enneagram is an assessment tool, if you will, a personality typology, as others will say, and we're going to dive deep into it one episode at a time. However, we're going to intersperse those episodes with interviews because I just love getting to have conversations with wonderful people who are leading in their spaces. And during the season, we're going to have some conversations with authors who are launching their books and folks that are doing things uh, uniquely and just showing up as who they are and taking the next right step for their people. It's exciting. I'm really thrilled to, to have these different interviews that I'll be sharing with you. And in the meantime, what we'll do is get an overview today for those of you that may not have an understanding of what the Enneagram is. And then in future episodes, I will talk about the Enneagram and leadership for each of the different types that belong to this typology. So let's briefly go high 30,000 level view of the Enneagram. First of all, 
its two Latin words, gram, which is like writing, and enia, which means nine. So it's a nine point figure. And in it, it shows a, a circle with different points around it. And there are nine points. In the center of it, it has a triangle, an equilateral triangle, that connects three of the points around the circle. And then the others have lines connecting to different ones. And it, some people have worried that this is something that comes from the devil, like a pentagram or something like that. And that actually has no real bearing. Historically, it the Enneagram itself has been traced all the way back to the Greeks. Uh, Homer's Odyssey, the Nine Islands, each one of the personalities of the different island peoples align with the different types on the Enneagram profile, which is kind of fascinating. The Enneagram has shown up in Sufi mysticism, in Jewish mysticism, in Christian mysticism, and most recently it has traveled from Eastern Europe through South America into the United States and has come into the forefront probably a lot because of social media. But there have been teachers who are sharing the wisdom that they've gained over the past 30, 40 years that they've been studying this tool. And so you might recognize a few names like Suzanne Stabile or Richard Rohr or Ian Morgan Cron. All of those folks and more are people who have studied and worked with the Enneagram extensively. Now, why do I want to talk about it? Because I haven't studied it that extensively, but I have used it as one of the typologies with my coaching clients for about, well, I started studying it six years ago and I've been using it with clients for about the past four years. So I have some conversant knowledge, but I am not an expert. I'm a practitioner, big difference. So I refer to experts and I will in our show notes link to those folks whom I've already mentioned and others that I will mention as well so that you can start learning more about yourself in regard to the Enneagram. It is one of many different typologies. It is not the only one. It is not the best one. It is a personality typology. So keeping that in mind, I would like to share a personal bit about the Enneagram because as you know, I'm an assessment person. I love data. I love learning. And years ago, I took Myers-Briggs and the Strength Finders and DISC and all three of those have given me some data points about myself. But when I took the Enneagram six years ago, I started having a sense of compassion for myself that I did not gain from the data from those other typologies. Why would the Enneagram be 
a tool for self-compassion. That's part of the interesting way that this typology works. So let's talk about it. Not only did I tell you that there are nine different types and that there is an equilateral triangle in the center of it, but in each of those nine types, there are both a higher mind and like a, a hidden um, underbelly that each of the typologies has, like the big goal for each one and the benefit to humanity, and then the something that they each struggle with that is common to each of the nine types. And in coming episodes, I'll unpack what that detail is for each of those types. But in this one, we're just going to stay high level. So let's talk about some of the things that you may have heard about terminology-wise. Because the Enneagram is very complex, and there's a lot of vocabulary. And it's totally doable, totally learnable, but there are a lot of words. And because there isn't just one origin story for the Enneagram, there are different teachers who use different vocabulary words, so it can get kind of confusing. So hopefully I will be able to just kind of lay it out again from this 30,000 foot perspective, and you'll be able to get a sense of what this is all about as a personality typology. So the Enneagram has a core type. And again, there are nine different ones. It starts at the top. If you imagine a clock as a circle face, the analog clock, where the number 12 is on a clock, that is the position of type nine. And then as we go clockwise around the circle, it goes to one, then two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight and back to nine at the top of the circle. So the numbers that are adjacent to any one of the core types are what are called the wings. So let's look at type nine that sits at the top of the Enneagram picture. Nine has wing one and wing eight. Those are the numbers that are adjacent to it. They are also connected to two particular numbers, and every one of the Enneagram types are connected not only to the wings, but what are called the lines. There are, again, vocabulary words. There are lines of growth, and there are lines of unhealth. Healthy, unhealthy. Uh, stretch and strain. They're different vocabulary words again, but for our purposes, let's talk about uh, growing and, or let's, in fact, let's call it integration and disintegration. When you're growing, you're learning, you're learning to integrate. When you are unhealthy, you're not showing up as your best self, and so you're kind of disintegrating. So, in our typology, the nine is part of that equilateral triangle. 
it's connected to the three and the six. And three, six, and nine make the, e the equilateral triangle of the Enneagram. There are connection points for each of the other types, but basic vocabulary, core type, wings, and lines of integration and disintegration. There is also a set of subtypes, and subtypes is work that has been established by Beatrice Chestnut. She is an Enneagram expert and has studied the Enneagram extensively and found that there are three different types of subtypes for each of the core types. Again, lots of vocabulary. But the subtypes make that core type that much more unique. So each of the subtypes are called the same thing for each core type. Self-preservation, one-to-one or sexual, and social. So those three subtypes exist for the nine, for the core type one, for the core type two, all the way around. But each of those subtypes causes the main way that the core type displays itself in someone's personality to be slightly different than one of the other subtypes. And so you can look very different from someone else who has the same core type based on your subtype. So vocabulary for the Enneagram, nine core types. Each core type has two wings, the numbers that are adjacent to it. And each core type has two lines, and we'll talk more about those with each of the core types in future episodes. And each of the core types has a subtype. One of three belongs to you. So lots to learn. And I always say to my clients, so what? Do you want to become an Enneagram expert? Or do you want to have more knowledge and information about how you're wired so that you can be the best leader, teammate, spouse, partner, parent, sibling, child, friend. That's the so what of any typology. How do you show up in any given situation? How can you learn to develop in areas that you might neglect? And how can you have a particular growth path so that you know how to become the best version of yourself. That's where the Enneagram has astounded me because of the centuries of study and writing about this typology. Its complexity has been spelled out in such a way that it's accessible for you as a growth tool. And I am all about that. How can we become better versions of ourselves? So that's the kind of the overview of the Enneagram. We will again dig in deeper as weeks come along. I will have lots of information for you to look at 
linked in the show notes, but I want to invite you to consider looking into the Enneagram for yourself. There, again, in the show notes, there will be some links for you as optional explorations so you can get to know yourself through the Enneagram as we unpack it together. So thanks again for joining us for the beginning episode of season three. I'm super excited for all that lies ahead. Some of the best interviews that I've had opportunity to have conversations with, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy getting to know them as well. So thanks again for being here and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for taking time to be with me today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please head over to iTunes and like, subscribe, and leave a review. I know this sounds like a shameless plug, but honestly, your actions on iTunes are the best way other leaders like yourself will find this podcast. I really appreciate it. I would also love to hear your thoughts about the podcast. Let me know what you learned or what you'd like to learn next. I want to invite you to visit lisalewiscoaching.com and sign up for my newsletter where you'll receive just two emails a month with tips and tools on how to further get in your life. Thanks again.